happy Thursday, everyone. I know y'all bitches missed me, and it's been a month since I recorded an episode. It's been a very long time. Did I forget about it? Maybe. Did I also lose my podcast mic with all the other various million fucking cardboard boxes that I have had to unpack since moving? Yes. And that is right, everyone. I have moved finally into my new house in Denver. I'm very pleased with it, very happy with it. Um, almost everything is unpacked. I just have some picture frames I need to put up and yeah, I think that's it. I'm very impressed with how quickly I got shit done. Um, yeah, moving sucks though. Um, for anyone that has moved or is going to move, um, the process is one of the worst things I've ever experienced. And I've moved a few times, like in the past few years, but it's been nothing like this one because it's been all of my stuff. Like college was different because I still had stuff in my parents' house. And when I moved to Washington, I was only bringing a select number of stuff because I was only going to be there for a few months. So this was unlike anything I've ever done. And it really took a toll on my body. I was sore for at least five days. Believe it or not. Facts though. It was rough. And I feel really bad for my grandparents because, you know, they're in their 60s and they're like trying to help us move all this heavy furniture. And I was like, this is just not right. Like, I'm going to hell for this. But I love them and appreciate them so much for doing everything they did. I definitely couldn't have done it without them. And now the place really actually feels like a home. I feel comfortable here and I love it here. And it'll be a good year and maybe more if I plan to stay here. So, I do really like being close to everything. I will say that. Um, It's nice being able to just walk to the bars or walk to the grocery store or walk to the gym. I love how I have all wooden floors. That has been so nice and so much easier to clean. Um, My family is a family that loves to spill things, so I just know that I would have totally damaged carpet and never received my security deposit back. Um, So yeah, it's been a really good change for me, and I think it'll continue to prove to be a good change, and I think that's why I'm so excited about it. But yeah, I actually... it's a whole thing. And we will get into how I ended up at, at this place on a different podcast episode because now is just not the day. Unfortunately, you just get me today. Um, I'm recording this right after work. And so it's, I didn't really have any plans to have a guest, but don't you worry because I have a very special guest coming on next week. I'm very excited to have him on. Um, I hope he's equally as excited. I meant to record with him before, but, um, we just got too distracted and didn't end up recording. Um, so I'm really happy to finally have him on. That should be a great episode. So tune in next week for a fun guest and a fun time. Um, today's episode though, because it's kind of just a spur of the moment, I finally got everything set up to record and I just didn't really have anything planned. I'm calling this episode We Ball Regardless. And it's very fitting for today's episode because we are balling regardless. Um, regardless of guests, regardless of a specific topic, regardless of really anything at all. Um, and that's kind of a motto or one of the mottos that I live by is just we ball regardless. It's a super millennial, Gen Z, whatever motto. And I'm pretty sure it's a song. I don't care. I saw a tweet about it that literally just said we ball regardless a while ago. And I was like, this is 
genuinely so fitting to my life. And I say that because, I don't know, I credit myself for being resilient. Like, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or whatever, brag, I don't know. Um, If I had to describe myself in one word in the past, like, year and a half or two, I would genuinely say resilient. I have never been through this many hardships in my life, which is saying a lot because my life has been significantly full of very intense lows. And these past years, these lows have never been more intenser slash worse slash whatever. Um, I've been through a lot and you've kind of heard like little tidbits here and there. And it's not really, this isn't, you know, a therapy session. This isn't the place where I'm supposed to like completely bare my soul about my inner thoughts and happenings within my life. Um, but you know, it all probably started with the abandoned parent thing, you know, (laughs) having no mom and dad, having both daddy and mommy issues is probably, you know, the root of and core of all my problems. But I just really consider myself resilient, um, for many reasons that I won't go into, but Basically, when bad things happen to me, I take it like a fucking champ. Um, it may come, it may actually, I don't, I shouldn't say I take it like a champ. I obviously have my moments, whether that's crying, throwing things, having an outburst, whatever. Um, this all happens private, privately. Um, for example, <laughs> I really, I had my last draw like a couple of months ago. I was just having like a really bad day. I was super overwhelmed with my job. You know, things were hitting me all at once. I was just, it was a bad day. And I was on my way to my favorite pizza place. I was like, this is going to cheer me up. And I was looking forward to it all day. I was starving because now at this point, it was one o'clock after all the meetings that I had that day. So I was like, fucking finally, I get some peace and quiet and I get my favorite fucking pizza. So I drive there and this motherfucking place is closed. But get this, it's not only closed, it is forever penultimately shut down. Like it is done for, it is closed completely over and done. I, no joke, no kidding. I literally got into my car, punched my steering wheel, and screamed, and then I started sobbing. I don't think I've had an outburst like that in a very long time, but wow, that was a really intense one for me. Um, that was insane. I just knew, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is, uh, I'm literally, uh, this is it for me. So, that's a really good example of me not handling it like a champ. However, for the most part, um, giving myself, you know, time to accept it and whatever. And then I take it like a champ. Um, you know, people and things come and go all the time. So, I've just realized that I have to do me at the end of the day. I have to prioritize me and I just have to to do me. Um, and then I just know I'm going to be good. Like I know I'm going to ball regardless. Um, regardless of whatever happens, I just know that I'm going to be a okay, regardless of how much bullshit gets thrown my way on a regular basis. So I have really worked on developing this peace of mind that I consider so essential and so necessary to my well-being, especially after like having anxiety and all of the stuff that I've had and COVID and, 
you know, breakups and deaths and whatever. It's again, it's been a crazy past two years. Um, I've have really worked on adapting a really like a sense of serenity when things are just falling apart all around me. And if you hear my dishwasher in the background, deepest apologies, but that just goes to show also how much of a fucking clean freak I am. I asked my sister, we'll probably talk about this on the podcast where I talk about moving and whatever, but she can attest. I literally clean everything after I've used it. I'm just really intense about it. Um, call it a character flaw, whatever may you. Anyways, that's a great, um, distraction point. Oops, my bad. Totally detracted from what I was saying. But yeah, I, at the end of the day, having peace of mind is so, so crucial to me and to my well-being. But basically, Weep Ball Regardless is what I consider like the new YOLO. And if you don't know what YOLO is, if you've been living under a rock for a long period of time, um, it meant you only live once. So, Weep Ball Regardless to me is basically like the new YOLO. Like, uh, it really just means you no longer give a shit. And, you know, by saying like you no longer give a shit, obviously you give a shit, but in the sense of like, you're just taking whatever comes to you in grace. That's how I look at it. Um, it also reminds me of that Miranda Cosgrove song, which is super niche. Like if you didn't watch iCarly or like listen to any of Miranda Cosgrove's songs, (laughs) the Nickelodeon star Miranda Cosgrove, you will have no idea what I'm talking about. But her song, like, live I, breathe air, I know somehow we're gonna get there. Wow, I've never wanted to kill myself more than after listening to me sing that little tidbit, but, um, <laughs> truly, like, that it reminds me of that song. It's just like, live your fucking life, do what you need to do to be happy, and just go with the flow, like, the best you possibly can. Because obviously, it's, it's hard, it's easier said than done. It's very difficult to do that, but, I would say that it's true for the most part that, like, everything I've lost, though, usually gets replaced in, like, a way better way or by a much better thing, um, and I stay ending up fine not having whatever I lose, so I've just realized that even though it may hurt in the moment, I know that I'm going to be fine later on, which I think is a really important thing to share with people, like, it's always going to hurt in the moment and it may feel like the end in that very moment. But if you just give it some time, you know, give it a few days, give it a, you know, a few months, whatever it may be, everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Odds are you're going to make it through perfectly fine and it's all going to be okay. And I just, I live by that. And to be honest, I'm very grateful for like what hasn't worked out in my life as much as I hoped that it would or begged that it would embarrassingly or anything like that. Um, I would just say that I'm grateful because again, the things that I've lost have been usually replaced by something better or I've learned something from it or I've gained something from it beneficially. So I always benefit from a painful experience and as much as it hurts going through that horrible experience, eyeball, eyeball regardless. So yeah, um, I, I, I'm just thinking of, like, all, I'm just, like, my mind is filling with all of the various, like, curveballs that have been thrown my way in life, and it really 
does just go to show that you really shouldn't let the small things get to you, especially like I've learned that more in the past two years than I've had my whole life. I never really would say that I would let the small things get to me. I'm a fairly easygoing, like logical rather than emotional human being. However, um, you know, I've had so many big things happen to me in the past two years that have required like a lot of life adjustment, a lot of like self-reflection and a lot of change, um, and self-development. Um, I just think that, you know, again, small things really shouldn't get to you. Um, petty things shouldn't get to you. Um, and that's coming from a very petty person. (laughs) So you just really have to move on with your life. Um, for instance, like I, I haven't been cut off by people often. Like I have a very close inner circle and we're very good at, you know, hashing things out and whatever. And I haven't lost a lot of like friendships necessarily in my life. And if I have the good riddance, um, but, but when I have been cut off by people and normally I'm the one that cuts things off because I'm very, I'm a boundary person. Like if you cross various boundaries, I just, I, I'm very selfish about it. And I'm like, look, like you cross this boundary for me and I've spoken to you about this boundary. And, you know, it usually takes a lot though for me to cut someone off, but I haven't necessarily been cut off by people, by people. Um, but with, but with everything else, I kind of treat it as if like that person has passed away. Now that may sound really morbid and fucked up, but truly I just act as if that person just didn't, didn't exist. And it's, I kind of think of it as like, fake it till you make it. Like if you can fake confidence, eventually you can gain confidence. And I truly believe that because I think that has worked for me in a lot of ways. But in this sense, like if I act like that person wasn't there and I eventually like, and I keep doing it, that person eventually just is not there for me. And I'm just really good at delete, at deleting people and things from my life, like completely to keep and balance that like sense of serenity and like inner peace, if that makes sense. I don't know if you guys do that and maybe that's just me. I don't know, but I'm really good at like getting myself out of situations, removing myself from situations and then like reflecting on that situation, figuring out what I should do, what I need to do for myself. And then like proceeding from there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And even when it comes to other completely unrelated things, for example, the first thing that comes to mind is student loan repayments are coming up. It was really great that, you know, we weren't accruing interest for that amount of time that they put a hold on those loans because of COVID and they knew that people were struggling with money, whatever. That hold is ending next month. So January 31st, I believe, is like the last date. And then you have to start repaying your loans. Now, um, no hate to people who got like all of their college paid for. Like, good for you. Um, I wish I had, you know, my family had the ability to do that. But I have a lot of siblings and there's a lot of things and there's a ton of factors that go into that. So I was not as lucky. Um, I did get... A decent amount of money from my school from CU and so that was a saving grace um but I you know I wasn't on there at f- for full scholarship by any means whatsoever so I had to resort to loans like that was the only option that I had so I do have to pay back uh, a good amount back to the government or back to the school whatever and I don't you know 
I I was I was I'm just kind of hoping and still hoping and will continue to hope that they just like cancel student loans and obviously like you can argue with me on that whatever like there's a lot of things that go into that and you're probably gonna have to pay it back in some other way whatever whatever yada 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 um I just like the thought of those not being there anymore (laughs) personally um obviously that kind of just a fruitless thought. I, I really don't think that loans are ever going to get canceled, at least not for people who already have them, which is ass. So pretty upset with what's going on with that. However, when it comes to student loan payments, I'm, I kind of have that like, fuck it mindset. Um, obviously I plan on making payments and whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm like, does anything matter? <laughs> And that also may be a really morbid thought, but truly, like, does anything matter? Because with the way the world is going, whether you believe in climate change or not, if you don't, I may question you a lot. However, um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, I guess, or at least I try to say that. Um, But, you, you know, facts are facts and science is science. And with what's going on in the world right now, for example, like, Colorado. And I'm pretty sure most of my listeners are from Colorado. Like I don't, I'm not quite sure about the demographics of that. However, it, we just had like our first snow in the city, like a few days ago, which is absolutely mind blowing. Usually we have our first snow, like end of September or October, I think is like the average. This was the latest time we've had a first snow. Um, the ski slopes are really suffering. Colorado has been in a drought for a while, but it's never been this bad and we're supposed to have like one of the hardest winters. So I'm still holding out for that. Um, just because I really think we desperately need the moisture. But I mean, you think of just like the tornadoes this past week and everything, every possible like temperature change or whatever that's been going on the past few years to me, I think of that and I'm like, does anything matter? (laughs) I just feel like we're going to get hit by an asteroid, like it's going to be the Jurassic era, Mesozoic, whatever, all over again, where a meteor hits us and the world just ends, or someone's going to start a nuclear war at some point and we're just nuked to death. Either way, I hope it's quick. I hope it's not painful. Um, I'm holding out for that. However, I really do feel as though the world is going to end, so I'm like, why do my student loan payments matter? Like, why does anything matter? Why does money matter? Like, money is a concept. Why does anything matter? That's what I want to know. That's my conclusion for that. I just think that the world is ending and everything is overrated and I'm just, like, awaiting that asteroid and until then, it's like, why don't I spend what I have? Like, why don't I just live life? Again, we ball regardless. So, even though, you know, we may not be balling out when an asteroid hits. I'm going to ball out till then. Okay. If that makes any logical sense, probably not. It doesn't matter. Um, but again, does anything really matter is really what I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say because I'm feeling like it really doesn't. Um, so there's that. <laughs> there is that. Um, I do have to say though, people, and this may be like a pretty, I'm, I may be the only one that holds this opinion, but I want to talk about people who seem to have a really, really difficult time overcoming like the small stuff and even the big stuff sometimes, which, you know, given time you should be able to get over, but a lot of people just can't. Now, this is a, like I said, I'm 
don't think it's a widely held opinion, but I really think that like people who can't overcome or fail to learn to overcome, particularly the small stuff, because the big stuff, it's like, you know, you, you can understand and that person may just handle things emotionally different than you do. And that's totally fine. And again, there's no defined timeline or anything like that. However, I genuinely think that sometimes these people are just not fit to survive. Like, I think of all the stuff I've been through and I always wonder, I'm like, how would other people handle this? Like, if they were in my situation, like, how would they react? How would they go on? What, whatever. And so when I see people react to things in their life that I'm like, wow, that's nothing compared to my own. And I really shouldn't compare experiences because, again, people are emotionally different and they have different life experiences and there's no reason why we would handle things the same. So with all of that, that I'm aware of, I just look at people sometimes and I'm like, you are just not fit to survive. Like if you were given like one fourth of like the stuff that a lot of other people have to deal with or that people who aren't as, you know, financially able or physically able or whatever that they have to deal with, like, you would just crumble. And to me, it's, like, painful to think about. I'm like, how do you get through life? Like, if you can't get through this, how are you possibly going to get through anything else? And it's very worrying to me. Like, I don't laugh at it. I don't get enjoyment out of it or thinking about people like that. Like, I genuinely am concerned for people because I'm like, you have no idea how bad it can get and it, and it can get and probably will get much worse. And it, when it does, how are you going to be able to cope with it? That's what I worry about a lot. Um, I don't know. For example, in high school, I had a friend and I'm not friends with this person anymore, but I had a friend who in the process of applying for colleges, which, you know, was a stressful time for everyone getting her grades put together, um, you know, trying to make the honors list, AP credits, extracurriculars, like trying to make ourselves as competitive as possible for all the colleges we were applying to. And my group of friends, for the most part, was applying to a lot of places. They were very involved. I myself was extremely involved in high school. And college applications um, were different for a lot of colleges. Um, but if you're not familiar with applying for colleges, there's this thing called the Common App where basically you apply to multiple colleges at once. It's super convenient. It's an amazing invention. It was just awesome. So not all colleges partake in the Common App, but if you're applying to multiple, it comes in handy because you just submit it all at once and you don't have to get multiple transcripts into multiple places, whatever you get the idea. So she was applying for colleges and it, this wasn't through a Common App application. And I think it was for a California school, but the question generally was, you know, what's the biggest hardship that you've faced and what did you do to get over it? And how did you get over it? And you know, why would that make you fit to be a good student? Whatever. So I figured she would talk about something super personal, maybe about her family, maybe about her mental health. You know, I, I didn't, I knew she didn't have like a ton to choose from. Like she didn't have a traumatic lifestyle. She grew up very, in a very fairly well-off household with a very normal uh, platonic family, whatever. And 
So, I don't know. I just figured she would write about something. Like, anyone can find something. But the something that she found was just like, what? And she's so smart. So, I don't know about rational. So, but she's smart. Like, you know, top of our class, this, just tons of extracurriculars. Like, she was already competitive in general. So, you know, but when you're comparing yourself to a ton of other kids who are, like, also competitive, also have all these extracurriculars, and on top of that, they also have a personality, well, you know, you got to make yourself unique. And the way that she did that, (laughs) she didn't get in, I don't think, to this school. And so, she wanted to talk about not making the varsity volleyball team. And I was like, okay. Uh, At first, I was like, okay, okay, like, you can, what do you, like, how are you going to twist that into, you know, really being a hardship? And the way that she was describing it was like, well, it just, you know, it was so, I worked so hard and I just didn't make, um, varsity, I made JV. And to me, I'm like, oh no, my microphone just fell. Super sorry about that. Ah! Anyways, back to my story. Um, you know, I just, I was kind of staring at her dumbfounded. I was like, you're joking. Like, this is really what you're going to write about. And she was like, yeah, like totally seriously. And after that, I was just like, if this is the hardest thing you ever go through, you are so naive to the world, like to the world, to your, to, to yourself even, like dig it deeper. You have to, um, if you're ever going to be able to truly cope emotionally and adapt successfully, you have to be able to dig deep. And she just for the life of her could not. And I was like, I can think of things even that you can write about, about your own life. And they just, I was just shocked that those didn't come up to her first, but she just is one of those people I feel like who like wasn't facing anything, like really wasn't dealing with an obstacle at the time. And I was just like this, wow, I wonder what that's like basically. And I'm not, again, trying to pity party myself. I'm just like, I have sympathy for people who don't go through hardships because I'm like, you don't know what what it's like and when you do get the chance to it's gonna hit you like a fucking brick like a it's gonna hit you like a tsunami and it's gonna suck so that's what i mean by that and hopefully you can understand what i'm saying because this whole episode has been just a total rant as it should be like i haven't really gotten to talk to you guys on the pod and so i'm kind of just scatterbrained and we all know that but at the end of the day, um, moral of the story is, um, we ball. And, um, if you've been through something traumatic, trauma makes you a funnier person. Like that is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like you, you've been through it. You've been through the ringer. And if you haven't been through the ringer, like three times over, you're probably not funny. And I hate to say it, but people that I know and have met that you can be the sweetest person ever. It does not matter. Um, if you haven't been through something like pretty serious, you're not funny. And maybe that's just because I have a morbidly funny, dark sense of humor, um, that I'm saying that, and that could be completely plausible. But I just think from my own personal experience and the people I surround myself with and the people I know or have met, the people who haven't been through trauma in their life or been through an obstacle that required adaption, they're just not funny. They don't, they don't, and they take things very seriously. And it's, and it's weird. Like you would think the opposite, like people who have been through things 
that are serious would be more serious, but it's really, I feel like the opposite because a form of coping is having a positive outlook or is coping through things through humor. And maybe that's just the people I surround myself with. And actually, I know that that's the people I surround myself with. So overall, moral of the story is trauma makes you funny and we ball regardless. So just keep that in mind. If you're going through a hardship, just ball out. Do what you need to do. Um, whether that be a shopping spree, whether that be eating a chocolate bar, whether that be venting to a friend, whether that be indulging in a reality TV show or a good quality rom-com, does not matter. Do what you can to ball out. Do what you can to keep a peace of mind because I know I do and it's worked out for me so it can probably work out for you. <laughs> Anyways, been super, super good talking to you guys. I will miss you until next time and next time we'll have a very special guest. So welcome him with open arms. I know I will be. So yeah, um, see you guys next Thursday and wow, it's been a minute since I've said this, but it's ginger spice and everything nice. See ya.